Okay. Hello? Oh. We're just going to go with it because I can hear you. You can hear me. Everything is funny and fine. Whatever. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, we made it two weeks in a row, so, you know, that's exciting. Another thing is uh, we're switching hosts. Yes. We're not going to be with Anchor anymore. We're going to be with the Podbean hosting site. Down with Anchor. Yay, Podbean. Yeah. Still have to listen to our Anchor ad at least this week. We, they don't. Oh, they don't. We no, already they uh, don't. Already done. I don't oh, have right. to do any of that actually. Sweet. So uh, there won't be any ads in this episode for Ooh. now. For now. Yeah, just one, one freebie. And now I sound like a frog. So we get everything. I know mine's still not a hundred percent. It's like now the winter of terrible sickness. But before we started recording, we were talking about what probably everyone in our age group was is talking about today, and that's the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. I was a little shocked that there was no Tupac hologram. Maybe that was just a rumor to begin with. But 50 Cent Upside Down was okay. Yeah, that was great. That was, was awesome. Like, it took me a second. I was like, who the is that? And these, my husband got it right away. He's like, that's 50 Cent. I'm like, really? And like, I could, after he like, like I saw yeah. it, I was like, oh yeah, it totally is. He but looks it different upside down. Yeah, I don't know. Secondly, did you watch the Super Bowl? Most of it till I fell asleep, yes. Okay, well, the, per usual. the ending of it sucked because there are some really bad calls, really bad calls in the favor of the Rams. And I don't give a shit about football, but during the Super Bowl, I pick a team and I stick with it. And yeah. I was rooting for the Bengals, honestly. Listen, anyone, if you're not a fan of those two teams or you don't live in, like, California and you, like, feel like you have to, like, go for the Rams, the, the Bengals were the underdogs. Exactly. And so... And that's why I was rooting for them. And they got some two, they got two really bad fucking calls. Yeah, it's, it's not cool. <laughs> I was joking to Jared. I was like, somebody in the boxes is throwing around some money. Like, that's what's happening now. Yeah. Anyway, but there were commercials. And in one of those commercials was for AMC Plus, And they were advertising all the shows that they have coming out this year. And one of those shows is Interview the Vampire the series. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Which I knew was coming out. Me too. But I had no idea it was actually in production. I thought it was in pre-production, mm-hmm. and I knew that Anne Rice was helping with it. Right. Before she was, yeah. She's so. passed now. But yeah, so that means she helped with at least the first season. And hopefully they can stick with it. Yeah, that's awesome. But I'm excited to see Lestat and Louie again. Me too. Yeah. And real quick before we get off football, I got a shout out to my cousin Vince, who has been a Bengals fan since we were kids. No one's oh. quite sure why he was a Bengals fan, because I'm from Lancaster, so we're mostly Eagles fans. Yeah. You get your occasional Ravens fan down there, <laughs> but like we're mostly Eagles fans. You know, you get your few like Pittsburgh fans yeah. down there, and there's always Cowboys fans. But yeah, Bengals fan forever. So I was oh. thinking about him all last night, and... I felt so bad when they lost because I was like, man. Well, and then did you see the video of the man who was like 80 years old and he's just sitting in the recliner and he finds out that Bengals, who has been his team his entire life, made it to their first Super Bowl. And I was just kind of like, man, I hope that they win just on that fact. Just for that. Like, but maybe they'll have, but it also didn't help that like, uh, well, their quarterback did get hurt. He got sacked way too many times. It was bad. And then um, I... I can't remember his name. It's like A-W-O something, K something. But he was, I believe, on the offense. And then he got hurt because he was really making some great plays. And then he got hurt. I was 
like, they son of a bitch. They had a couple injuries like, last night that yeah. definitely didn't help matters. Um, but it was, the halftime show was great. I loved it. It was so it. much fun. It was awesome. He's never trying to figure out the houses. He's like, I don't, I don't get it. I'm like, it looks cool. Shut up. Why do we have to get it? Like, I felt like it was just, you know. I think it was supposed to just be like pieces of, because there was a club for Fitty. Yeah. Like there was they a re- had their own. The recording studio yeah. for Dre. Um, Snoop Dogg had his house. Yeah. Which I loved in the back with that, his old video, like where he was morphing yes. into the dog. And there was the doggy style album cover. Yeah. And, yes. And a picture, I think it was his mom. Yes, she just passed away recently. Oh, that's sad. I didn't know that, so that's even sadder. I don't know why I know this much about Snoop Dogg, but I really do love him. He I just mean, also bought Death Row Records. I saw that he had a the emblem on his yeah, necklace, he, and good for him. Yeah, it's awesome. Man, you know, the story of Death Row is pretty intense. It is. So intense, but good for him, though. Oh, it's so cool. Um, and then apparently Jay-Z paid for the halftime show or put in a huge yeah. chunk of money for the nice, halftime show. Nice. I'm like, good for you, man. Also, That's I awesome. saw a couple things today, and I thought about this a lot. Like, it is the first time they've really done hip-hop. At as all. the main thing. Like, you know, Beyonce's done it and stuff, and that's mm-hmm. it's different than hip-hop, right? You know, it's it's similar, but it's different. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, wow, we're this, like, 2022, and it's, we finally get a hip-hop halftime show? Like, that's crazy, I right? was in, because I, when, uh, uh, what was Snoop Dogg's first album? Doggy Style, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, anyway. I think that was his first album. His first album he was on was The Chronic with Dr. Dre. No, no, no. His very first yeah, first it, album, I was in the fifth grade. I that was, was a long time ago. I know. I was in... <laughs> it was many Super Bowls ago. I was in high school. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to drive around listening to it in my boyfriend's crappy car. I had a friend who, uh, um, I don't know if she got herself into that music or... I'm not sure where the influence came from because I just remember just one day um, and I, I was introduced to it. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, and then from there, I, I was more into R&B at the time. <laughs> like, yeah, but uh, anyway, you're right. That was a long time ago. So, but isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. So I think that was pretty cool. And it was cool that it was them because, you know, from they really brought a lot of that stuff into the mainstream you know dr mm-hmm. dre and snoop dogg and all that stuff in the 90s really popped that into the chronic yeah well, yeah I mean, you know and eminem came up under dr dre and yeah like, all that so and then mary j blige which is she's amazing oh my gosh she looked so fantastic yeah i was just like staring at her. i was like i want to look that good no. <laughs> I'm like, like uh. But yeah, it was, awesome. it was good. It was really good. So and then I got sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I stayed up till the end of the Super Bowl, and then I went to bed. I think I don't remember what happened much. I think I went into like a weird sickness sleep, and that oh, was that. Yeah, that's the worst. So I do have one thing that's new today. When we're done with both of our stories, I found a bunch of strange stories from out of like throughout the world that either has to do with just weird shit or the paranormal. Sweet. Just for fun. Why yeah. not? Let's do it. Some of them are very funny. I love it. And others are just kind of like, seriously? But also, Nicole had a birthday. I did. I, I had a birthday on, what was my birthday? Friday. Mm-hmm. And I turned 44 years old. Wow. Just That's crazy. Awesome. Yeah, it's fine once you turn like the big one, like you turn 40, the rest of it's kind of like, whatever. I'm 40 um, this year. Oh, you're going to be 40 this year. And I'm super excited about it. Yeah, I was 
I was fine with it when it happened. My yeah. husband's going to be 50 this year, so I, you know, it's nice to date, like, date, marry, whatever, someone older than you, because mm-hmm. you'll always feel a lot younger. <laughs> so it helps, you know. Jared's younger than me, so, yeah. Yeah, it's been helpful. But I, I sent you guys that speakeasy in new york city watch it but yes we have to go so for my 40th birthday i would like to get a group of my friends assuming that there's no crazy fucking restrictions to get in and out of new york city and to just breathe the fucking air um for my 40th i want to go that weekend to new york city and just do like a plethora of things and then i found that it's like well who the fuck doesn't want like a corn stalk lit in a glass and then drinking it. I mean, on, anyway. but there is a tire, so we have to dress up for it. They yeah. don't show that in the video, but I, I got on the website. Yeah, that's what I said. I've been looking at clothes for like the past month. Like, well, I kind of like this and I kind of like this. Like I just planning in my head for this, you know, possible weekend that may never happen. It's fine. That's it's how I, fun. it's good to think and dream. And that's how I live things. my life. I know. <laughs> through just various series of dreams. We were just talking before this, how my birthday is in February. So you never plan anything for your birthday when it's in February because it's probably going to get canceled. Oh. I had several childhood birthdays that had to be rescheduled because of blizzards. You uh, know, my yeah. epic McDonald's birthday that we all had to have when I was a kid. Totally a blizzard. Like three people were able to make it. I was born in a blizzard. So that's awesome. Yeah, you just don't plan things when your birthday's in February because you just know. I mean, it's not worth it. You can hang out on my birthday weekend. I'm totally in. We'll the, we'll go to one restaurant and then another one, and it'll be my birthday and then it'll be your birthday. <laughs> we'll just tell them it'll be fine. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, who hasn't done that? Oh my god! Okay, one more story, and then we have okay. to get <laughs> So when we went to Kalahari, I think we talked about this on the show. I'm not sure. So a couple. In January, one of my kids' birthday presents, or Christmas presents, mm-hmm. was to go to Kalahari in the Poconos, which mm-hmm. was awesome. We went to this restaurant the last night we were there, and it was everybody's birthday. They came out and sang their their funny, stupid birthday song. Uh-huh. I'm not kidding. Like, probably ten times while we were there eating dinner. That's awesome. Even Zoe was like, she's like, do you really think it's all these people's birthdays? <laughs> And I'm like, because we saw it happen once, and it was clearly that person's birthday. There was party hats and like, you right, know. yeah. And then it just kept happening, and I looked at her and I'm like, I think you're onto something, kid. I'm not sure because <laughs> I just really think that other people are trying to get free dessert. Because I'm serious, I've never been in a restaurant where. But we did that. We would go to restaurants, and like, it was usually the first person who got mm-hmm. up to go pee or something. Right, right, right. We're like, hey, it's their birthday. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I totally get doing it, but it was just, it was hilarious. I yeah. Was like, I can't believe they're singing this song again. <laughs> and again. And it had meatballs and stromboli because it was an Italian restaurant. It was like, oh, this weird. Oh, that's yeah. sweet. So, yeah, we heard it a hundred times. So. Okay, so Julie, I go first this week. Julie's first. And we're going to do, I got to turn my phone off before, you know, the X Files starts playing again. Um, I'm calling this a very different day. And I'm going to tell you the origins and the transformation of what we now call Valentine's Day. Sweet. This is pretty, I mean, it's pretty cool. I'm sure everyone knows bits and pieces of it, but either way, it's super interesting. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You can't, people can't see me when I do those pauses. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, today, which is Valentine's Day, February 14th, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the day of love and lovers. It's filled with chocolates, flowers, cheesy cards, and a wash with overpriced dinners. You heard me right. Overpriced dinners. 
wait one day, go the next day somewhere and see if that special still exists. Maybe, I don't know, I don't go out for Valentine's Day. Even our kiddos get into the festivities by exchanging Valentines. It can also be super depressing for anyone who may be single. I am very sorry. I would have a drink with you. Uh, well, we have Valentine's Day. It's and, true. You know, celebrate for yourself. Buy yourself some chocolates. Well, what do men do? They just don't care. Men in Tines Day. Bro in Tines Day. I don't know. They're probably just happy they don't have to spend a lot of money on somebody. I know. SNL did a bit that was really funny. Savings Day. Savings Day, where the guy just goes through the aisles of CVS and buys his girlfriend, your long-term girlfriend. (laughs) Okay. So, like all of our holidays, what they are are now in our present day is not how they have always started or not how they started. I don't know why I said that sentence like this. Guys, it helps to read your shit ahead of time. Even uh, each holiday has its own evolution dating before the Christian era, and Valentine's is no different. So let's get into it. The origins of Valentine's Day. And to start off, <clears throat> we have to talk about the Romans. Always. No, well, kind of. <laughs> In a yeah. lot of cases, yes. Yeah. That is, that's not... Um, it's not untrue. And yeah. yeah. Okay, so February 15th was the day that the ancients, ancient Romans celebrated what they call, and I'm going to fuck this up. I practiced this, and I'm going to fuck it up, Lupercalia. So Lupercalia has been traced back to as far as the 6th century BC, but no one knows exactly when it started. Yeah, you know, it's hard to keep track when you go back that far. Yeah, yeah, after, I mean, how, do you, how would you know? <laughs> um, but there are two possible reasons for the celebration. One is the first story that I'm going to tell you. So according to Roman legend, Romulus and Remus, who are twin brothers, were ordered to be executed by their uncle, King Amulius. Amulius. Yeah, close enough. They were to be drowned in the river Tiber because of their mother's broken vow of celibacy. Okay. (laughs) So a servant um, took pity on them and placed them inside of a basket on the river rather than drowning them, which was nice of them. So as they floated downstream, the basket became stuck on the branches of a fig tree, and the brothers were then rescued by a she-wolf who cared for the boys in her den, which was located at the base of the Palatine Hill, where Rome was founded. Eventually, the twins were adopted by a shepherd and his wife, and they learned of the history of the boys, and eventually their uncle the king was killed. They found the she-wolf den and the wolf and named her Lupercal. Thus, Lupercalia was celebrated in honor of the she-wolf, but also to please the Roman fertility god, Lupercus, which is the second reason for the holiday, possibly. There were many ways in which the Romans celebrated this holiday. The first is ritual sacrifice, of course. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. So within the Lupercal cave, a group of priests called the Lupercai, known as Brother of the Wolf, would sacrifice a goat, to represent sexuality and a dog for purification. Once the sacrifice was done to naked, naked Luperci, there was there's a theme of nudity here. Everybody was naked. Would, you know, freedom, right? Would have their foreheads smeared with the blood of the animals using a sacrificial knife, and it was then removed by a milk-soaked uh, wool. After the ritual would be a feast, because you know, after killing that much, who wasn't hungry, right? which happened in a public meeting area. Initially, everyone during the celebration was naked. It kind of transformed. People started putting clothes on until eventually they just didn't do it anymore. After the feast, the Lupercai would cut the hide from the sacrificial animals into strips called fibura and would run around whipping women 
who I believe, depending on what you read, actually volunteered for this. Because, oh, definitely. Because if they were whipped on their backs, it said that it would aid in fertility in the next year. Yeah. This in time did change, and rather than the backs of the women being whipped, their hands were whipped instead. And the one thing that I read I love when people pull in, like, things of, like, uh, the here and now, there was an episode of uh, Sabrina where they did this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, And then the main event was the lottery. The lottery is just like it sounds. Single women would add their names to a jar or a boss or something of that sort. And single men would pull a name from it. And those two would be coupled for the remainder of the festival. Some of these couples would later marry and have children. What the couples did exactly after being paired is questionable, but I think we can all guess what the intent was. Mm. Yeah. Like speed dating, but a little bit more insane. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about this. I'm like, if I were single and younger, would I want to do this? And I'm like thinking about when I was single, all the single people around me that I just saw in like various mm-hmm. places, I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I would not. Um, so as the holiday morphed into a more Christian-based one, the clothes were put back on and there was far less nudity. But where did the name Valentine come from? Everybody wants to know. <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you. Rome had an emperor named Claudius II, and he was emperor for a very short time, from 268 to 278 AD. So, you know, I mean, that was pretty short, I think. He believed that single men made better soldiers, and eventually he outlawed marriage altogether. Insert Valentine, I think was his name, because he was Italian, so it wasn't Valentine, it was Valentine, the man. His story, as it's told, uh, is that he went behind the emperor's back and was secretly marrying people. Mm. This eventually landed him in jail. While there, he tried to convert Claudius to Christianity, which just pissed Claudius off more, and ordered him to either reject his faith or die. I think the choice he made is pretty obvious. Yeah. So during his stay in jail, that is when he wasn't being tortured because he was tortured and he just wouldn't die. He became very close with the jailer's daughter, whose name is apparently Julia. Oh, look at that. I know. One story goes that Julia was blind, but on the eve of his execution, him and Julia prayed together, and her sight was magically restored as a gift from God. Just before, he was beheaded because that's what they ended up doing, because, again, the other torture didn't kill him. That but one usually does the trick. I, if it doesn't look out (laughs) but just before he was beheaded he wrote julia a note that read from your valentine and then he was the first valentine yeah kind of his execution date was when you want to guess february 14th ding 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 you got it the christian church eventually honored him with sainthood and he is now known as saint valentine or valentine as we like to say and his skull in case you're curious and just you know, got that morbid curiosity thing happening, is currently on display in, I'm going to try to say this, in the Basilica of St. Maria and Cosmodin, Rome. The rest of him you can find in the Czech Republic, Ireland, Scotland, England, and France. Someday I'm going to do a whole episode about reliquaries and all the dead people that are all over Europe. spread out. It is the most, I am like fascinated fascinating it's almost like do i want to be a saint 
Can't all my pieces just be together? Do you know how many pieces of the cross there are in, like... Slivers? Yes. Tiny slivers. How do we even know? I'm not even going to get into that, but there's one that is in a museum Mm -hmm. in Bowlesburg, supposedly. What the fuck is Bowlesburg? It's right outside State College. Oh. Yeah, do that one. I want to hear it. All right, I'm doing that. (laughs) I'm going to need to, like, do some research. I remember I used to know a lot more of this when I was younger. Like, I need need to know. No, like, when you said that his skull was, like, in Rome, I'm like, oh, of course it is. Like, it totally is. Of course it is. And then because he got Satanhood, they just Or it was someone's skull, but yeah. Yeah, someone's skull. I know. This is, like, how do we know? Anyway, eventually, uh, Pope Glacius the first uh yeah the first eliminated the celebration of lupercalia mm-hmm. and declared february 14th a celebration day in honor of saint valentine instead so there goes all your paganness done yep so where's the love question mark we're going to fast forward to the middle ages in france and england it was believed that february 14th was the beginning of mating season for birds adding to the whole romantic idea <laughs> So this is where the romantic part of this holiday comes in. So I knew a lot of this, but that part I didn't know, and I am dying. <laughs> so oh. the poet, Jeffrey Shaw, Shaw, I can't. Chaucer. Thank you. <laughs> Canterbury Tales. That's not coming out right. <laughs> Wrote, um, it's assuming, you know, he wasn't kind of making it up because, you know, he was a bit of a drunk. Which, by the way, Vision played him. In a Knight's Tale. Oh, yes, he did. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. So we've seen Vision butt naked. That's if you've true. seen a Knight's Tale, that is, I suppose. Okay. So this is kind of the first record of what St. Valentine's Day is. So in 1375, he wrote, For this was sent on St. Valentine's Day when every fowl cometh to choose their mate. Many of this is spelled wrong. Saint is S-E-Y-N-T. Well, yeah. it's not, yeah, it's spelled it's old wrong, English. It's old English. It's old English. Yeah, no, it, it's really hard to read. And then, written valentines didn't begin until for, around 1400. The oldest known valentine was written in 1415 by Charles, Duke of Orleans, to his wife, who was imprisoned in the Tower of London, which, crazy. King Henry V had a writer compose a valentine to Catherine of Valios, and around the 17th century, Valentine's Day had become popular in many co- in many countries that by the 18th century, it had, beca- had become common for friends and lovers to exchange small tokens of affection or handwritten letters regardless of social class. Mm. By 1900, printed cards began to become popular and replaced the handwritten letters. And I thought this was a really cool like little tidbit. Esther A. Howland began selling the first mass-produced valentines in America and eventually became known as the mother of the valentine. These were made of elaborate lace and ribbons and held colorful pictures. Oh, nice. Right? I'm like, good for you, like, letting capitalism work for your favor. I still have some valentines that my grandmother saved from when she was in elementary school. Whoa. Yeah. They're cool looking, though, because they're much more detailed than I bet crazy stuff my kid uses um I've got some great ones I'm ending I'm ending with some like really funny ones that I found because valentines when like cards started to become a thing valentines were not always sent to lovers they could be sent to people they were called uh, vinegar valentines 
and they're kind of salacious and they're basically it's your nice way of telling people to fuck off but in the victorian era (laughs) it's amazing okay so for those of those who love that fat little cherub aka cupid let's mention him quick he comes from the greek god of loved name eros he is possibly the son of nyx and erebus or aphrodite and aries or aphrodite and zeus or isis and zephyrus either way he was depicted as being handsome and immortal who played with the emotions of gods and men using golden arrows to incite love and lead ones to sow aversion. During the Hellenistic period, which is the emergence of the Roman Empire, he became what we see him as today. So although Lupercalia is not celebrated as commonly today, although I'm sure there are still some of those that do, as you know, as is such, we can still see notes of it, you just have to know where to look. So for example, the color red, which you see literally everywhere is to represent is like representative of the blood of the sacrifice and the color white which is the milk that was used to wipe the foreheads meaning new life and procreation Sweet. yeah and if you can't get enough of v-day and you want more never fear <laughs> due to the tons of valentines throughout history you can choose to celebrate valentines throughout the year yeah November 3rd is uh, celebrated for St. Valentine of Viterbo. January 7th is St. Valentine of Retia. Or celebrate the first and only female St. Valentine, Valentine or St. Valentina, a virgin who was martyred in Palestine on July 25th, AD 308. The Eastern Orthodox Church celebrates St. Valentine twice a year on July 6th and July 30th. Then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now for some great vinegar Valentines. Oh, let's hear it. Yeah, these are my these were my favorite. I think out of all and I guess uh not many of them exist anymore, but this one I thought was cute. So the the picture is of um a girl who is very disheveled and I, I put this one purposely because I think that you will love it. Um, and she's just got a stack of books in her arm and one in her hand reading them and she just kind of looks like lowly in a way. Okay. Pray, do you ever mend your clothes or comb your hair? Well, I suppose you've got no time or people say you're reading novels all day. <laughs> and like remember in this time, women were like pristine and you're supposed right. to look pretty. Oh my God. Like, I wish I was reading novels all day. I know. So, like, that's what this valentine. card you get and be like, yes, yes. In fact, please. I am. Thank you. And then this one was by far my fucking favorite. It <laughs> had a picture of a big old lemon in the middle and a man and a woman. And the man has his hand up and is, like, you know, like, almost, like, trying to psychically Jedi move the woman away from him in a way. Okay. Um... And then, okay, tis a lemon that I hand you and bid you now skidoo. <laughs> because I love another, there is no chance for you. <laughs> it's so mean. <laughs> oh, it's so mean. It's so mean. Yeah, so that's what a vinegar valentine is. Oh, those are hilarious. And there's a, there's a lot of them about, like, um... Uh, a whole bunch when like women were trying to gain the right to vote 
and there's a whole bunch of them that are clearly written by men who don't want this to happen because they talk about how you know your husband's walking the streets and your children your children are going untended because you're spending all your time in the poll booth and yeah there's a bunch but the lemon one was by far my favorite skidoo which reminds me of kung fu panda yes because he but he says skidoosh 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 so that's my story that's Oh, that is that the, was fun. I liked it so much. Kind of the hows and the whys of why we celebrate Valentine's. I, I got a homemade Valentine today. Did you? I did. From bees? Yeah. So my husband's an artist. And a really good one. And all that stuff. So he's been really into making me homemade cards. Mm-hmm. So he basically wins at every... Like, I don't even want to get him cards. It's like, why? Why do I bother? Why bother? But anyway. He's been all about dad jokes. So it's like a piece of two pieces of cheese on the front, you know, with smiley faces, and on the inside it says, "Will you bring my Valentine?" Aww, that's adorable. Yeah. You should buy him the book that's called "Shit My Dad Says." I think we have it. Cause that's funny. I know. Yeah, I know. He's all about dad jokes right now. Cause Zoe's seven, so he's like, "I only got a few more years before she just like rolls your looks eyes at me and walks away." So yeah. <laughs> Will you bring my Valentine? Yes. That's cute. All right. Yeah. What? Ha- oh, we don't really celebrate Valentine's. We don't. Yeah. We don't either. Well, my we birthday. do like a gift. And I think I got him, I don't know, some hunting piece of clothing. And I got him a cover for his bow. He got me a portable blender Ooh. and a box of chocolates from Highland. Nice. That he didn't pick out. And I was a little bummed by that. I guess, but I was like, it's fine. I'm going to eat them anyway. Well, we don't really celebrate Valentine's Day either because my birthday's. You know, oh, it's the same weekend. Yeah. Same, yeah, and I have to always go out to dinner, you know, when it's Valentine's. I know. Weekend, that you know. sucks. So we don't really do Valentine's Day either. Like, we just usually do a card or something. Yeah. I usually get Zoe something. But, yeah, so we don't do a big deal about it either. Because we, even when we first met, I was like, listen. No psycho expects you to do a birthday and then, you know. <laughs> and then Valentine's on top of it. Three days later and then do all the Valentine's stuff. Because I, I heard this morning that the amount of spending is out of control. Like, For Valentine's? Yes. Like, the they were interviewing people and they were like, yeah, the, the lowest I see people spending when they come into our store to buy, like, chocolates and flowers and all this, like, yeah. Like, they're spending on average 70 to $100. Why? I don't know. It's crazy. So, like, all right. I don't understand, and maybe, and I know you'll understand what I'm saying because I feel like we're both, like, the same kind of, like, mindset. Yeah. But as, like, a female, I personally don't like it. I don't buy me flowers that are going to die. Buy me chocolate because I will eat that shit. But, like, I don't need gobs and gobs of stuff. And if you need that in your relationship, then maybe you need to take a deeper dive into your relationship and why you feel you need that. So I agree. I do love flowers. I love fresh, like fresh cut flowers, and I will buy them for myself. Like, I'll go to the store and be like, "Oh my god, yeah, I really just want some fresh flowers on the table. These are gorgeous." And that's mm-hmm. one of those things I will splurge on. But I don't expect bees to buy me flowers or mm-hmm. send me flowers. It doesn't like that's not part of the expectation. It's something I like, but I won't right. expect others. But then, like, I have a friend who's Valentine's Day is her favorite holiday, like of all the holidays. It's her f- absolute favorite. So for her. Not that she expects it, but, you know, I think if anybody that were dating her would be like, 
you know what? I should probably make a big deal about this one because it's her favorite. Like, we love Halloween. Yeah. She loves Valentine's Day. But I always feel it's like Valentine's Day is often one-sided. It's always the men buying for the women. Well, no, and her and I talked about that today. We did an event, and we talked about it, and one of the things we talked about specifically is, you know what? It doesn't have to be. That's the whole point. Right, but it is, though. But if you're single, go buy yourself some flowers. Go buy yourself some chocolates. Mm -hmm. Like, go take yourself out to dinner or to the movies or do something for yourself as, like, a celebration of loving yourself. I used to just always buy my friends flowers. Yeah. So they got flowers from somebody. I mean, even when I was single, like, that's that's what I did. And then we all went out and got drunk. Yeah, but can all be about (laughs) self-love. Right, you know. Right. So yeah, I think that's a. I think that's a. Good, I like what you're saying, and I think we could maybe like dial it back make a bit. Valentine's Day better if we change the mindset around it. You know. Right. Yeah. I just don't like take the expectation away. As I've told you, Valentine's Day has nothing to do with love except for the fucking birds. Yeah. That's the only reason. You know. I mean. For and it's about fertility, so you know. So um, if, if you having babies and that's what you need to get there, do it. Do it. But, but if not, I'm sure we can always go find some whips. <laughs> so my husband wanted me to do the St. Valentine's Day massacre in oh, my yeah. Valentine's Day episode. And I was like, there's no mystery. A bunch of gangsters showed up somewhere and tricked some people and killed them. I thought about doing that, but I was like, I don't feel like it. Well, I mean, like, it's really, it, like, it's really not much to it because it's really pretty straightforward. It was just a, it was a trick. They got mm-hmm. the right people in the right place and yeah. shot them all dead. Done. It's very Valentine's. I like it. <laughs> it's killer. Straight to the heart. So, should I start? Get it? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So I did instead, of course, murder. <laughs> nothing says Valentine's Day like a good lover's lane murder. I mean. So obviously there's like a lot of famous lover lane, like lover's lanes stories murders and stuff. like zodiac everyone goes right to zodiac he did that a couple of times yeah um so this is more of a like a lesser known story um another unsolved one but damn it. i was like kidding. this is pretty interesting so it's nothing crazy not like the last one i don't need like i didn't need two weeks to wrap my brain around this one so um i called it Lover's Slane. Beware of Lover's Lane. That is really good. Yeah, I was pretty excited about that. It's probably the best thing about it. No, no, it was good. It's like a Buffy title. Right? I like it. I dig yeah. it. So, on February 12th, 1971, a sweet young couple is planning to celebrate Valentine's Day. Um, their names are Patricia, Patricia Mann. She's 20. She's a nursing student at Watts Hospital in Durham, North Carolina. And her boyfriend is Jesse McBain, who's a 19-year-old freshman at North Carolina State University. So, you know, they're really a solid couple. They've been together for a bit. They're working on getting their education finished, you know, before they jump into marriage, which is pretty uncommon in the early 70s, so that's cool. Right, back when you could do that and not be in loads of debt. Um, So... You know, they've been talking about an engagement maybe in the future as they're finishing up their education and doing all those things. Um, So it was kind of a cold night, Central North Carolina, and there was a dance at the Watts Hospital that night for the nurses. Oh, like for the nursing students. Yeah, like a dance at the hospital. And um, Jesse was going to take, well, he wasn't supposed to be able to take her. Him and his brother shared a car. 
and it oh. was his brother's weekend at the car. But at the last minute, they made a change of plans, and he told his brother that, um, or his brother told him he could have the car so he could take her to the dance. So at the last Aww. minute, he calls her up and says, hey, I'm coming to, you know, take you to the dance. So, you know, I'm Aww. sure she was super excited because she didn't think she was going to be able to go, and I'm sure all her friends were going because, right. you know, that type yeah. of thing. Um, so they go to the dance, and they have a lovely time as far as anyone can tell. And at approximately 11.30, they drive back to her dorm and sign her out because they extended the curfew that night from midnight to 1 a.m. So I lived in a dorm in college Mm -hmm. and had a curfew. Oh. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's how old I am. So they had to, not all the dorms in our campus did, but one of them did. Um, So they extended the, you know, the, the curfew. So she went back and signed herself out that she'd be back at 1. And so they took, um, they went in the car and they drove down to a neighborhood, um, which is present day called Crowsdale. And, but in 1971, they had just started building it. So there were roads with cul-de-sacs, but mm-hmm. no houses yet. Oh, I see. So yeah. it was the unofficial lover's lane for this nursing school. <laughs> um, and I mentioned this next part simply to let you know why nobody really saw anything about what happened so it was kind of an unwritten rule all the all the girls knew about it that if somebody was in one of the cul-de-sacs you just went to a different one. Oh, i see right and yeah. like there was other you know like some some of the more you know often used people would or they often often used people often often frequented users there you go <laughs> like you know they even knew they had like a special one that was kind of theirs and all yeah that. yeah so, like, it's not a big deal, but it was something that the nursing students all kind of knew I mean, that's kind of nice of them. So, they went to a spot, and as um, at 1 a.m., the curfew came and went, and Pat never came back to her room. So, her, um, her friends were, they were immediately concerned, mm-hmm. because she was very serious about becoming a nurse. She was not going to do anything to jeopardize her career like right it was very unlike her to not um you know show, show up, up yeah. right so the next morning they called all the local hospitals to see if there was any car accidents and um they did try to file a, a report at this point but they wouldn't take the report yet so a lot of um, her friends and co-workers from the hospital went looking for her smart yeah like they all just went out driving around and they found their car abandoned in one of the cul-de-sacs now um it seemed like everything was kind of nothing was out of order or whatever right um and cars back then had this weird like window like a triangle vent window yeah yeah so they reached in unlocked the door and yeah yeah. and they got in um which they probably shouldn't have done but in the 70s you know fingerprinting like there isn't that much that you can really find so anyway they got in and everything seemed fine. Their coats were in the car. Like, I don't know, but they thought it was really strange. Um, but nothing was really out of place. But at this point, the police did decide to get involved because they found the abandoned car. So initially, the police thought that they went, like, ran off and eloped, which their families and their friends are all like, no, like, they wouldn't just. Right. What did they run off in? Like, yeah. I mean, like, why would so, they keep their car or their coats? I'm sure they checked like local transportation, like buses and trains and all that. Just and why in case. would they have left the car at the cul-de-sac and walked to the bus? Uh, yeah. You know, like, yeah. Whatever. Eventually, so they really did start looking. So it became a full-blown investigation, um, and for like two weeks, there was tons of searches. 
Um, but 12 days after they were, or they went missing on February 25th, 1971, a surveyor was working in a heavily wooded area along a one-lane dirt road and found what he initially thought was a mannequin. Oh, no. There was a leg. It could be seen sticking up outside a pile of leaves. Um, and when he got close, he realized it was a body. Oh. Um, the couple had been tied to a tree, backs to the bark, and their hands tied backwards with thick rope. There was rope around their heads and necks, and as though they'd been like like they'd kind of been secured to the tree. Right. Um, their bodies had eventually, over time, slumped forward, so yeah. they weren't where they weren't up like they had been. Um, Jesse was still wearing his glass ring. And, um, a, and a watch that was definitely worth some money, so they definitely knew it wasn't a robbery. Yeah. Um, the medical examiner, thankfully, found no evidence of sexual assault, um, but she did, um, Patricia did have some internal injury, injuries, like she'd been punched, kicked, or stomped. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were multiple strangulation marks, so whoever did this strangled them and then let them revive and then strangled them again and let them revive. My gosh. So basically, they were tortured. Yeah. Um, and eventually they strangled them, and that's how they died. Um, so this is this park is a little weird. So where they were found is another lover's lane, which is oh. so crazy. Yeah. It was a similar situation, like area, but in a different spot. And it was closer to the county line. So there's Orange County and Durham County, and they were, like, right between the two. And so... One of the things, and one of the problems with the investigation is basically... Um, Who's in charge? Yeah, everyone shows up. And, like, I don't just mean everyone. Like, the FBI, the State Department of Investigation, the State Bureau of Investigation, these two different counties. So, like, all these people are intermixed in it. Um, and where they were found was very secluded. Um, they had found stuff on the road, like the cul-de-sac part, but they were way in the woods beyond the cul-de-sac. Like weird they were like the cul-de-sac kind of ended and then they were way in the woods but you know there was evidence of people that had been partying there but none of this really turned into anything right so because anybody could have been partying there in those 12 days and not know that they were in the woods right? yeah yeah um so things got off to a bad start because of all of the weird jurisdictional problems um they eventually did get some suspects but None of them really turned out. You know, they cleared some, they, you know, others not so much. But one in particular was a doctor at the hospital that she worked, or that she was at. And he has never cooperated with police, ever, huh. since the investigation began. Um, What's he hiding? Yeah. And so a lot of people feel like he's probably the prime suspect, but they just have zero evidence to connect him in any way. Um, um, so... They recently, the reason I found this case really is because they've recently found some ways that they think they might be able to solve this case. And I'm going to tell you about it because it's kind of interesting. Cool. So, um, I think this is like 2018 or 2019 when they started, when this all came out about what they're going to do. So there's this thing called an MVAC and it's a wet vacuum DNA collection system. And it was originally determined to find like pathogens in food samples. But they're starting to use it in, um, like, in um, crime scene investigations and forensic investigations. That's mm-hmm. the word I was looking for. So it's basically like a handheld carpet cleaner. 
but it can extract DNA from difficult places, such as inside the knots that were used uh, to tie them. Yeah. Because they've kept that rope, and it's been kept secure. Yeah. So if they can get into the part where it's, like, underneath, they might be able to get DNA out. Um, and there's only 80 of these machines in the entire world, and 40 in the U.S., but luckily... Um, a county nearby recently got one. So oh. they're hoping to be able to use it to try yeah. and solve this case. And I have not heard anything, but you know, 47 years since this happened. Well, it, what, at 47, when I read the article about the DNA, so it's probably closer to 50. Yeah. Now, um, I can count. It was in 1971, so it would be 52 <laughs> years, 51 years, 52 years. 51 years. Oh, my God. 51. I, for a second, I, I thought it was 2021. I was like, no. I'm not a math person. Sorry. But anyway, it's been a long, long ass time. So I don't have any updates other than it's pretty cool that after something like this happened so long ago, there's, still, there's still new technology and ways that they can keep investigating because, you know, I'm sure it was really tragic to everyone in those communities and not just their families, but to the other nursing students and to... Um, I'm sure the students that he went to college with, like those types of thing leave, things leave an impact. So who was the doctor? I don't, there was no information about him because it's an ongoing investigation. It's, it's not, like there's well, no information about his name or suspects, like, but just that he was never cleared because he would never talk to them. Like wow. he wouldn't come in, he wouldn't, but they didn't have enough to like compel him to. Well, not only that, but... <clears throat> Why, what are the chances that this would just be like a one-off murder for him? Right. What did he do afterwards? What was his alibi? Those well, kind of and things. maybe it was directed at her. You know, maybe there was something specific. Like, it doesn't seem... Like, she was harmed. Like, she was kicked and beat more than he was. Yeah. So maybe it was directed at her. Yeah. Right? You know, and, and it was not necessarily like, you know, Zodiac serial killer stuff, but more of a personal thing. It's just hard to say. Yeah. But that's my lover's lane murder. Wow. Bummer, though. I know. I'm sorry. I'm such it's a It's okay. No, I just... it's good. It feels... I'm excited about the, the DNA thing, and, like, I'm always excited when there's new ways to try and... To find people. ...solve these old cases, because that's... At least gives you that hope, like, you know? Can you imagine, like, you were a student with her, and you're like, wow, like, if someone solved it, you could, like, right. really, like, have that closure... Because I'm sure her family is not around anymore, but, or her like her parents at least. Yeah, no, probably not. But you know, isn't that sad? Aww. Yeah. Aww. So Julie's gonna uplift us with some fun stuff. Some funny I shit. Us down the some rabbit funny. Hole of death and murder, like I always do. Okay, odd news stories. I just thought these were really funny. I know. <laughs> Sorry, that was really bad. No, but I, I mean, hopefully there's other people out there that get it. If not, it's cool. Whatever. Okay. I wonder where the rest of this went. Um, okay. So, last this past week, which has actually been two weeks, uh, a pair of puzzling doorbell camera videos possibly showing paranormal phenomenon. Gotta do that real slow popped up in the news. First is a homeowner in California who was bewildered when a security system alerted her to a disturbance outside her residence and when she checked to see what it was, she saw an eerie dark cloud which some theorized is a ghost pass across her driveway. Mm. Yeah. 
And then the other, which I thought was really weird. In England, a mom and her three kids noticed on their doorbell camera, they saw a winged anomaly resembling a fairy fluttering outside their home and it legit looked like a fairy. Like it had little wow. legs on it and like a head and arms and like fairy wings. And it was just like boop, 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 oh, and gone. We just had a long talk about whether fairies were real or not. I mean, this if, if you lose something, ask the fairies for it back. They always do. Yeah. And then <clears throat> this story I thought was stupid and hilarious all at the same time. And I think that there's something wrong My with favorite. this woman. Okay. So we're in Canada. A woman drives her car onto a frozen river <laughs> like just fucking drove it right onto a frozen river like drove like drove it down the river oh okay God. so the city of manitoke this happened over like a past weekend began when an unnamed driver was spotted cruising at approximately 40 miles per hour along the frozen Ridiau river when the ice could not support the vehicle and it began to sink into the water, witnesses sprung into action and paddled out to the woman with a kayak to save her. And then they became kind of astonished when she stopped and she insisted on taking a selfie on the roof of her car before getting into the kayak and into safety. I have no comment <laughs> that is like even worth saying. Like I gotta take a selfie on the top of my car. I'm not as sure it why sinks. anyone saved her dumb ass. Just kidding. <clears throat> Please be nice to people, but I mean, no, seriously. Come on. And this one I I thought was funny. So police were called um, because they thought that there was a body inside of somebody's car. So the police were called, they pulled the, the person over, and obviously they were concerned when they saw a pair of feet in black trainers and socks dangling over the front headrest of a car while driving one afternoon. When the officers responded, they found that these feet actually belonged to a model of Prince Charming on his way to a themed birthday party. <laughs> They soon realized that this was a false alarm and that the trainers belonged to a mannequin and that the prince with a crown was not in any danger. O-M-G. I am. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. That's amazing. Yeah. Honestly, I want to do that. <laughs> people thought it was a dead body in the car. I guess yeah. good for those people for, you know, just be like, hey, I think there's a dead body in the car. Most people would be like, not looking. Yeah, I didn't see that. I'm walking away. So, the next one is about a doll named Annie, who is creepy looking. Okay. Oh, I saw this. I yeah. know which one you're talking about. Yeah. So, a fan of the supernatural calling himself Matt Paranormal was intrigued by <laughs> was intrigued by this doll's history. Apparently, the horrifying doll was discovered in a house fire in which the owners tragically died. Matt, age 33, from Wrexham, Wales, said, After reading about her story with the house fire, I knew I wanted to buy her. So after he purchased Annie about two years ago, Matt experienced a whole host of strange occurrences, including the doll trying to set itself on fire. He claims its previous owners appeared next to her in the images and witnessed the doll crying acid tears. A Supernatural fan spotted Annie in an auction in the U.S. and was keen to buy her, but the doll did not cost a huge amount of money. Can't understand why. 
and Matt fitted her with monitoring equipment to detect any paranormal activity which was happening. After he brought her to the UK, he had, he's like, this is him talking, I had paranormal equipment installed into her as I thought it, that her previous owner's spirits would be attached to her. It wasn't until last year that Annie actually started to cry. I believe that when she cries, it's her attachment's way of showing emotions. Because that's what attachments do. They cry tears of acid, and they're sad. Well, you know. Oh, all right. This, he claims, means they are demons, will not let go of their former lives. Annie's tears are acidic, which is demonic news to me. Um, I mean, yeah. like, I know the smell of sulfur, but that's only because I watch Supernatural, and I, I don't know. Um, as her previous owners haven't accepted that they are dead, it means they are classed as demons? That's Since not... fucking when? Yeah, that's like... I don't think... ghost action. No, seriously, he's watched one too many episodes of Supernatural because that's what they tell you, is that if you yeah. are someone who passes and you refuse to move on after a while, you kind of just well, turn into a demon. you heard his name, right? Yeah. I mean, I almost spit out my drink when you said it, so... <laughs> Again, I think he's watched too many episodes of Supernatural and has taken too many of them very literally. So, Annie is now kept in a glass box and is under 24-hour surveillance because she keeps trying to set herself on fire, goddammit. Well, Jesus. She's a suicidal doll. Every now and then, her clothes get a little bit more singed and charred and her face is now much darker. <laughs> Annie loves fire! And each of my five team members all had something to do with fire happen to their house all on the same day. He probably went around and did it. Yeah. The doll has been compared with Don't horror movie toys, team. Chucky and Annabelle, who have terrified cinema. Matt said people are clamoring to see a haunted doll similar to the ones they have witnessed in films. And I'm sure he's not profited, profit, prof, profiting. I can't talk from that no, at all. No, not at all. I mean, this doll really just looks like somebody like set it on fire, is like dinged it up, and then put like that green paint under its eyes. I saw it. Because it's supposed to look like acid, I guess. Yeah, okay. Does acid have a color? Because it eats through things. Yeah, the doll would have, like, giant holes in it where the acid was. Yeah. This isn't, like, the exorcist people. That was fantastic, by the way. Matt Paranormal. Oh, Matt Paranormal. He is just vying for his own travel channel slash history channel slash discovery channel show. Listen. Because ghost? I watched your vampire show, and <gasps> I was dying. It's... I did fall asleep because it was late, but I was, like... I was. This is amazing. It's Those so hard. Those two guys were the greatest thing that's is it happened. A, is it a mockumentary? That's, it can't be I, real, right? That's what we were talking about. We were trying to figure it out. So, Julie mentioned a couple episodes ago. If you can't remember, it's Vampires it's in America. America. It's like a one and a half hour special on Discovery Plus about these guys who are the only vampire hunters. The only two. I want to know what the real jobs are because you know I, I like, googled them. The one guy. Um, not the he works at kinko's doesn't he no not the guy who's clearly related to uh uh the von fuck dracula character vampire hunter oh right right yeah von helsing thank you um clearly is a descendant of him um it's the <laughs> other guy he worked in hollywood and has just like minor credits to his name from like producing and such so he's in the Hollywood scene somewhere. Oh my gosh, of course he is. So it's got to be a mockumentary. Well, yeah, because it was either that or they literally... I don't think Kinko's even exists anymore. I'm sorry for young people who may listen to our show, but probably not. Yeah. But old people know what I'm talking about. Like I'm like, this dude works at like 
you know, Best Starbucks Buy. or yeah, or Best Buy or IKEA you know, Staples. <laughs> like, you know, this is not somebody like your, your job is not being a vampire hunter. Well, and I was reading like Reddit threads, and they're like, why wouldn't the camera guy be like, hey, there's somebody behind you? And they did the second time, but not the first time I when know. they're in between the two trucks, and there's just like somebody like ominously standing there, be like, yo. Oh, and then God. if it was a vampire that has all these abilities, why wouldn't he just kill the three of them and be done well, with it? It was their Kevlar neck things. That I thought was hilarious. Because does he, is he not... When it started, I was like, is that a dicky? And then Bees is like, they haven't said it yet, but I bet you it's because of the vampires. And I'm like, oh my God, you're so right. So they've never seen an episode of True Blood, I'm guessing. Right. Because your, your arteries run all throughout your body. They're not just in your fucking neck, Obviously. dumbasses. I'm just saying. Like, I can't stand it. <laughs> True blood, basic science class. I mean, know. you know, for being something that's just absolutely ridiculous, they did get some things right. You know, you can bite people in various places on their body and still drain them of blood, I'm just saying. Yeah, we were, when well, we were, like, we had to pick it apart because, you know, why not? But, yeah, like, well, the cattle thing, they were like, they took, they don't eat meat! Because it was stripped of all its they drink blood. They're vampires. Why would it matter if they strip the meat off the bones of the cows? Sponging it. Squeezing it's out all the like, blood. Yeah, I'm like, no, the, you, you started about how they drink the blood. But, but then you got talking about, and then gnawing on the boat. What, the why? Is, like, is it like some sort of like after dinner treat? Like, I don't understand. Red blood cells? I don't know. I don't think. But yeah, yeah. I, what I don't understand is if there is as many vampires as they say that they are, and there's like over 20,000 in the United States alone, well, they feed off the vagrants. That That's what they said. They feed off the vagrants and homeless people, people who won't yeah, be so missed. serial killers, and guess what? We still, we still find that them. out, too. You know, it takes a while. We're terrible about this, but, you know, they did eventually catch the Green River Killer. Like, it... It doesn't totally yeah. go unnoticed forever and ever. But they said that Vlad Tepesh is still alive, and I think that that's interesting. And although I guess they don't have any souls or feelings, could I just have a fucking conversation with them? Okay, so I was annoyed by that whole part where they were, like, retold the whole story of, like, I know the actual history of everything that happened during that time. Like, Which part? The Bram Stoker was taking, like... No, that, like... During, like, like, they said the first time that they helped with an uprising was during... Oh. I'm like, no, that's not what happened. There's a real story documented in everything about what happened during the... He did not... And they show the picture of all the bats coming in. Yes, he called all the vampires in to fight his bat. No, that's not what happened. That's what happened in that movie. Right. That is not what happened. (laughs) I was like, no, uh uh-uh. You did not go there. But people are so... I, but I, like, can the, if this, uh, is this real? But, like, I, was, I'm sorry, but it was so, I have to finish it. I, I fell asleep, so I have to finish it. You're just so drawn into it. You're like. But they were great. <laughs> they were almost as cool as the ancient alien guys, which I will watch because they crack me. Ancient alien theorists surmise is the sentence of that entire show. They crack me. The huh? guy with the hair. Is yeah, his hair still uh, like that? Nick. Nicholas, Nikolai, Nikolai. Yeah. Yeah. He has a very actually, Greek like, name. He's got like a degree in communications or something. like With UFOs, right? <laughs> yes, obviously. <laughs> and you know what the funny thing is? They make him the expert, except that they have other people on that show that have actually like written books and done real things. 
He's just the guy that's basically like funding the whole thing. He's the guy with the hair. I just can't believe how many seasons there are. It's still happening. I know. I think. I don't know. They did a um, Supernatural, not Supernatural, um, yeah, Supernatural, the podcast. Oh, yeah. Did an episode about ancient aliens and like totally ripped the History Channel a new one, which was great because, I mean, I've been watching it for humor for years. Yeah. I'm not obviously a believer, but I definitely watch it for all of the humor. Because according to ancient aliens, humans are not capable, or ancient alien theorists, I'm sorry, humans are not capable of building or doing anything. Oh. Oh, You made a tall structure? Aliens. Oh, you did something in historic times? Aliens. Like, everything's aliens. Yeah. Really? Bunch of lowlife. All the people who died to make those things died. Yeah, we can't do anything without aliens. That's like that's my husband and I. That's our biggest complaint. Like, is all aliens? Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying I don't believe in aliens because I certainly do. Oh, I do too. But I don't think they came here and built the pyramids, though. No. Or any other such nonsense. I do find like the cool geometry with the pyramids to be interesting, and I would have loved to seen them when they were still like that white. Mm, I know. Yeah. When they were well, they were painted basically. Yeah. They were amazing, but yeah. yeah, no. So we should stop rambling about ancient aliens. And but you know, if you need something good in these dark February days <laughs> to really like make you crack up a little and you like our show, just make you lose your goddamn I think, mind. I think you'll enjoy it. So that's yeah. my that's my plug. It was vampire hunters. It was win. It was definitely interesting. Um, I have to finish it if I can. I don't know that I can. I may try. Oh, do it. Or I'm just going to skip to the last episode and just see what happens. There's more than one episode? See, mine came up as like an hour and a half thing. No, there's more than one episode. Because mm. like, there's the first episode where they kind of introduce themselves, and the second episode they meet like a person who is a survivor of a vampire attack, and then they go to like this weird truck stop, homeless place. All right, because I'm it's where because when we there's a up, nest there. Only one thing came up. It was it's an weird. hour and a half. It was like one big. Do you pay for Discovery Plus? I already have it. Hmm. I'll, yeah. just, I'll keep investigating. So if yeah. there's more than one episode, that's even more exciting. Yeah, because they talked to a guy who I guess was kidnapped and locked in a room and drained of his blood for several days until oh he was God. somehow managed oh, I can't to wait escape. To meet him. If you're so scared, why do you put your face on the fucking camera? Because not only are they standing in front of your house, which is probably easy to discern where the fuck that is, now your face is on camera, but you're terrified of these two vampires who locked you in a room and tried to drain you of your blood. And you're just trying to survive. And listen, on that note, Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Happy Valentine's I almost did the story of Vlad's passion and then went into the vampire thing because it was Valentine's Day. I was going to call it Vampertine's Day. Vampertine's. <laughs> mm. Anyway, yeah. Thanks for listening. Have a good week, everyone. I hope whatever your day looked like, it was a Monday and that it was decent. Yes. Valentine or not. For real. Yeah. Anyway, your moms love you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.